I'm Jen. I'm the witch. Hi, I'm Vic. I'm the skeptic. Welcome to my roommate's a witch. Field trip edition. Field trip, field trip, field trip. So today we went to a wonderful little shop called Catland in Bushwick. Morgan Stop on the L, baby. It's one of my favorite witch stores. Um, there's a lot of cool stuff happening there. So Vic, what were your first impressions? Okay, first impression. What is the sign they have in the window? Because my understanding of that sign is that it's satanic. Do you mean the pentagram? Yes, that's what it's called, the pentagram. Um, so the pentagram gets a bad rap for being like a symbol of Satanism because it is. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> but it's also but that's not the you're not wrong. But that's not the only thing pentagrams stand for. Um, Satanism uses a upside down pentagram. A right side up pentagram is simply a sign of protection. Um, each one of the five points represents earth, wind, water, fire, and spirit. Um, What's the circle? I don't know what the circle means. I would assume um, when witches, sometimes when witches perform magic, they will cast like a circle of protection around them. So I would assume that that's what that is, but I don't know 100% for sure. Um, so yeah, so that's what that is. It's not necessarily satanically associated. Great. Now, other first thoughts. We came in and the man at the door who was like, he wasn't a bouncer. He was doing the checkout. Um, he was listening to a podcast um, called Last Podcast on the Left. Yeah, I just looked it up. Yeah, that's what he said. But I didn't know that at first. And we were walking around the shop, and he was listening to it like out loud, like on speaker. And it was talking all about serial killers and how – it was they were talking about like Jeffrey Dahmer and how he was gay and and then they were talking about like killing people and I was like what is this <laughs> so that was my first imp- but then when we got to the checkout at the end he was super nice so just goes to show you appearances aren't everything he also had on a fantastic pair of fake nails they were gorgeous oh i didn't notice um so what I have so much more. Oh, cool. Oh, okay. So, well, do you have a question? Oh, okay. So, I'm sorry. Walking around the store, I noticed, first of all, I felt like everything was very reasonably priced. Yeah, I think Catland has, like, truly one of the most, like, budget-friendly options um, of all the witch shops in New York City. Um, I think they're doing a really fair price. Another cool thing I'd like to flag about them real quick is um, they're really like an education-focused store. So like every month, they have like this whole back room um, where you can go and take classes, like witchcraft classes for also, like I paid 10 bucks um, for a sex and color magic class um, that was like two hours long. And it was real. I learned so much and it was super interesting. Um, and it was with like, uh, this color magic specialist, I forget her name, and then the author of a book called Witches, Sluts, Feminists, who teaches at Pace University. Um, but, like, I got – I also won a vibrator um, in a raffle. So you won it? You won it? Yeah, there was, like, a door raffle, and I won a vibrator. <laughs> so I was like, woohoo! Um, but, yeah, no, it was great. So it's, like, um, I think part of the reason Catlin's prices are so low is because they are focused on education um, in addition to their, like – you know, having, obviously having a shop, but everything was super reasonably priced. Yeah. Amazing. 
So then I noticed there's this whole section of the store called Swamp Witch. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And, oh, oh, actually, I took a picture of what they said that they had in that section because there was so much stuff. So, number one, a pheasant foot for only $10. Here's my thing about these prices. I was kind of like, are these real? Because for $10, that's insane. They are real. Because they're selling a rabbit's paw for five bucks, a gator's paw for five bucks, a plain chicken foot for eight dollars. That seems like it should be switched. I feel like why is a chicken foot more expensive than a gator and rabbit's paw? I mean, I agree. Yeah, I'm also confused. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, oh my god, what? I didn't even see this. They have a vial of bees. <laughs> yeah, like dead bees. Yeah. Why? Um, look, I don't I don't work with animals in my Oh, right. You don't. Right. Um the, what's cool also an, another cool thing about Catland is they have um like supplies for like all paths of witchcraft, I would say. Like they have your standard like herbs and tinctures, but they also have and they have crystals of course and a bunch of different kinds of sage. But they also have um some really cool like like swamp magic also kind of that's also sort of in like that like sort of voodoo sort of range too they have sell like poppets and stuff i'm not sure if you oh, noticed I'm the poppets there. oh sorry sorry um i know what a poppet is i've seen the crucible <laughs> a play jen hasn't read <laughs> um oh my god my phone okay so viola v's honey locust thorn which i assume is a plant i actually don't know great i think it's a plant it's only a dollar okay you tell me what a grouse is. I gen- I'm not a swamp witch, so I can't. <laughs> I'm just, just because I'm from the South doesn't mean I'm from a swamp, Victoria. I assumed you would know. Um, they have coffin nails, which you told me is something that you needed. It, not that you needed, but that like, so you were like. Um, a couple months ago, um, Catland hosted a giant ritual to hex Brett Kavanaugh. Um, and so like we were reading through like the, they they had, they live streamed part of it so you could like do it at home if you wanted to. Um, and like the minimal supply list was crazy. It was like coffin nails, water from a thunderstorm. Um, it was, I mean, obviously you want a really powerful hex, but yeah, well, it's good to know they sell that there. (laughs) Yeah. Cause I said, where, Jen, where are you going to get coffin nails? (laughs) Um, what else? Oh, I can't tell what that says because of the glare. Oh, well. And then the last thing, you describe them as poppets, which like, I'm sure they are. I mean, they are. I saw them. But they call them corn husk dolls here, I think, just because they're made out of corn husk. Um, so that was interesting to me. You're not a swamp witch. I get it. I don't have anything against swamp witches. <laughs> that is where, like, poppets are, like, related to voodoo. So here's my voodoo priest story. Hang on, I have to finish chewing this piece of popcorn. A priest? Yeah, if you hear a bag, it's because we're eating because we're very hungry. Starving. Hungry witches don't make good podcasts. My Aunt Anne, um, she is a Christian woman. Um, However, once a year, she and her family would go down to like New Orleans and visit this gay Catholic voodoo priest. And he lived in 
Those things are all contradictions. <laughs> and he lived in an apartment with like 20 snakes um, in New Orleans. No. No. What, no. what kind of snakes? Well, we're getting to that part of the story. So he like would make her like a little like a charm pouch and do some voodoo for her like once a year. And they they, they were like, oh, this is OK with our Christian faith because he's a Catholic voodoo priest. And then they were like, he's fun to be around because he's gay. And I was like, that's not very. <laughs> yeah, I was like, OK, great. Thanks, Aunt Anne. And so um, they were like planning their yearly trip and he got bitten by one of the venomous snakes in his apartment and he died. No. Yeah. Why? It, it's just one of the gays that Reagan didn't kill. <laughs> that was actually a good joke. Um, as opposed to all your other jokes, which are garbage. <laughs> um, what kind of snakes were they? You don't know. They were venomous. Here's the thing about snakes is that I know for a fact, maybe it's not a fact, <laughs> that you can... No, you know what? This is all because I saw Jumanji earlier this year. I think I know things, but I don't. <laughs> because in Jumanji, I was about to say you can take venom, like the venom pockets out of a snake, but they do that in Jumanji. They like snap off his venomous teeth, but then the snake dies. So. Well, I also think like he wouldn't. I think the point was that they had venom in them. I don't really actually know. I never met him, obviously, but um, may he rest in peace wherever he went. What are they like milk? Did he milk their venom? I truly don't know. I'm now out of my territory. Okay. So back to... <laughs> um, they were also selling something next to all the tinctures called a black hand conjure. Wait, no. This wasn't next to the tinctures. This was next to um, when you were telling me about like all of the different herbs mm-hmm. for like different things. Catland has a huge, like, dry herb selection. Um, They sell, like, single herbs and, um, like, pre-made, like, herbal mixtures for spell work. Um, They also sell, like, pre-made oils for spell work. Um, So that's really cool. Um, You can also, like, bring your own container, save a bag, save the planet. Okay, well, let me tell you what I'm picturing when I think of Black Hand Conjure. Let me take you back. The year is 2001, maybe. And actually, definitely not. Maybe 2002 or 2003. I think it was 2002. Anyway, the year is early 2000s. Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets just came out. I go to see it at like 2 in the afternoon. And in it, in the very beginning, Harry is trying to go through all the green flames to get to um, diagonally. And like a dumb idiot, he says diagonally. That's not the end of the story. So then he ends up in Borgen and Burke shop and he touches. Maybe he doesn't. touch. Maybe Draco touches the like hand that then grabs him. I just touched Jen and she freaked out. I just didn't expect... I I thought I saw Victoria's two hands by her face. (laughs) And so I was like, why am I being felt by a rogue hand? Okay. So you don't know what that is then? Um, what, what, what? Because that's my hot take. Was it like, what was it? Was it like a, like a bottle of something or was it... Oh, it was a pamphlet. Oh. Oh, wait. Was this above the herbs? Yeah. So that's the herb company. 
Oh. <laughs> and inside that pamphlet is the instructions for how to use your herbs. <laughs> I just gave this whole story. All right. Um, well, you're kind of famous for your dumb stories, so. <laughs> um, they had a whole, okay, so this bookshop, it wasn't, it's not a bookshop. This shop had a lot less books, which is more like what I was expecting to begin with. But they did have a whole section um, of books for Satanism. Yep. So did the other shop. You just weren't paying attention. <laughs> oh, they did? That shocks me because that other shop was, felt very yoga-y. I mean, I'm sure, I think it, they had a much smaller section. Yeah, Catland has a, the Catland selection of books is, um, is really good. I mean, they're all, especially if you're looking for, like, which specific books. I mean, like, Catlin's going to have, like, those kind of niche um, picks that you might not see somewhere else, like a standard spiritual shop. I think the other great thing about um, Catland and their books is, um, like, the owner uh, selects them, you know, and so it's a much more, like, curated collection. Um, you could really find a lot of stuff that you need there. They also have, like, a website, so you can, if you have a particular book in mind you can go online and like sort of see if it's there I, I also think it's like it's really Catland is like a small business run by it's a small female-owned business um um or I I I, I believe there's two owners and one is female one is queer but I'm not 100% certain on that um it's a great way I think it's really great with when you can like make a book purchase that you might normally make at like Barnes and Nobles or uh at any big chain bookstore at a small uh, bookshop um, and because their prices are just so reasonable like it's it's in my experience it has never been more expensive than Barnes and Noble or like any other standard like book retailer so yeah I really mean it when I said like I was sh- honestly shocked I felt like it was a lot cheaper than Namaste I felt like Namaste was kind of ripping us off yeah definitely I mean and I think the other thing is um yeah absolutely I well, think Namaste is also in Union Square, and I'm sure the real estate there is more expensive. Right. That's always hard to tell. Um, I'll also say about them, they have a cool selection of, like, very rare books. Like, so um, rare. Yes, I noticed. In the back, they had a cabinet, and it was, like, ancient texts. Please ask for assistance. But also in there, they had Ouija boards. I've never seen you look at me in such a convicted and angry way before. (laughs) I mean, yeah. I don't think Ouija boards should be used by 14-year-old girls. If an experienced witch practitioner decides to use a Ouija board, I still wouldn't do it myself, but I think that's fine. I don't know about that. Listen, I want to have my friend Faith on the podcast because she has such an interesting story about using a Ouija board, and it did not go well. I don't think I've ever heard a Ouija board story where something did go well, so... I wouldn't, I, this does not surprise me. Um, yeah, but it's so, it's really cool, especially if, um, I, at one of the, at one of the classes I took there, um, there was a, a gentleman who, like, was really into, like, uh, super old spell books, so he would, like, he found, um, he found, like, a recipe for, like, uh, Oh, I'm not going to be able to think of what it's called. It's like the stuff that witches would put on the end of their broomsticks to get high. Um, a, a poultice. I don't think that's right. <laughs> okay, fine. Um, 
but yeah but so like and he had like found like this really rare recipe and so like he was talking with the owner and like sharing details on it but yeah but so um if you're into old texts i think it's really cool i think it's also like i I just love old books so um now they also had a section called italian witchcraft which i was interested by because it's not like they had like a section for every country (laughs) sure i mean i think um italian Italy and, like, Romania as well all have, like, very rich traditions of paganism and witchcraft. Um, Yeah, what's super cool about, like, starting out in witchcraft is, like, uh, there's just paganism kind of everywhere, you know? So, like, I look into a lot of, like, Celtic and Irish witchcraft because I have, like, Irish lineage, um, like every other white girl. (laughs) But... um, yeah, and so I think, like, if you, it's really, the, the, but, uh, you know, Italy has a very rich witchcraft history, so does, like, the Serbia and the other, Serbia and, like, the other Slavic countries, um, as well as, like, Romania and stuff, so. Well, I've seen Twilight, and what, are, is it called the Valkyrie? No. Oh, I know what you're talking about. I don't remember what they're called. It starts with a V, though. Volturi, that's yeah. what it's called. And they are based in Italy, so there you go. Yep, all vampires come from Italy. <laughs> I disclaimer, I don't think that's actually true. It was just shit. Okay, disclaimer, I don't think vampires are real. Next. I don't either. Okay. <laughs> just to clarify. <laughs> um, although, you know, I was telling someone the other day, there is a, you know, the Halloween shop by Union Square? Yes. Um, in New York City. There, the owner is called Father Dominic, and he's a vampire. And if you're deep in the vampire community, he will shave your teeth for you. No comment. Yeah. Okay, so next they had penis and vagina candles. Um, they also had skull candles and cross candles. I thought that was cool. I've never really been a candle person myself, though. Um, I mean, I use candles in, first of all, that's not like the kind of candle you burn while you take a bath. Just to I'm just saying I've never been a candle person. If you burn a ritual candle in our bathroom just while you're like re- relaxing, listening to Taylor Swift or whatever in the tub, doing a face mask with your dumb hair in a mask. You love Taylor Swift. I do not. Um, Everyone loves Taylor Swift. Not me. Um, those are ritual candles. I use some ritual what makes it a ritual candle because some of those candles were just candles i would use at my dinner table on thanksgiving any well okay so that's like a twofold question any candle can be a ritual candle if you set the intention that you're going to use it in a ritual um a lot of a lot of um an easy cheap way to do like color magic with your candles is like to buy colored birthday candles and use those there that's totally great uh, what is co- what what is color magic we'll do a whole segment on it great um you are about to drink your third kombucha today it's my second that's insane get out of town <laughs> um <laughs> she just looks so fat um yeah so that's what, a, but those like the penis candle, like the vulva candle, the, like those are intended for like magical use and magical purpose. 
So I mean, you could burn them while you're in the bathtub, but it would kind of be insulting. Well, I mean, or you could take a ritual bath and then get the best of both worlds. If that. I did a ritual bath in our bathroom the other night. If that's my intention. <laughs> what do you mean? What's a ritual bath? Oh, ritual bath is just, uh, well, I took some of my, like on um, Salwen, I like made a ritual like mixture out of the herbs that I had harvested for the, for like the last harvest. Um, and I like set all these like intentions on them. And then I put them in our bathtub, got in and like did some meditation while asking for my soul, my like soul and body to be cleansed of negative energy. I also noticed runes, which I only know from Harry Potter. And even in Harry Potter, they really don't go into it deep. Yeah, runes are another tool of um, divination, um, similar to, like, tarot cards. Um, I'm not an expert on runes, but I would like to do some research and do, like, a whole different podcast on them. But generally, runes are... I've I've been told that, like, uh, like doing a tarot reading is more if you want, like, general advice and, like, directional advice, whereas runes might be more beneficial if you're doing, like, some sort of, like, yes or no, like sort of question or situation so um yeah runes I'm really interested in them um especially because I feel like I'm a very tactile person and so you like put them in a big bowl and draw from the bowl and I think that sounds really like appealing to me yeah okay yeah because I was wondering I always thought it was like runes were like in a book but they were selling them like tile by tile um and I was like oh I wonder why that is I was really excited to see that they had runes out because um in the same way that you might want to, like, feel and, like, look at your tarot deck before you buy it. Not a lot of places, first of all, sell runes. Like, so having, you know, three or four different rune options out and about that you could, like, touch and get acquainted with was really is really cool to me. Okay, now, next they had talisman decks. Uh, you're looking at me in a funny way, but uh, I definitely wrote it down. Let's Google it. Because I know a talisman's, like, for good luck, right? Mm-hmm were was this like did it look like a tarot deck or yeah um you we can keep googling it yeah um so talisman so oracle decks tarot decks talisman decks are kind of like the same thing they're a deck of cards meant to like um predict the future basically or give you a hint as to what's going on cosmically that you might be missing to give you direction etc etc um oracle the difference is standard okay typically a tarot deck uses something similar to the writer white the writer white smith deck structure so you'll have as like you have heard in our tarot podcast you'll have like your major your major arcana your you know house card cards all that stuff you'll have all of that generally with the tarot deck oracle decks um usually assign a specific meaning to the cards for their deck um so it may be it will probably be structured different differently than like a Rider White Smith deck um and you would usually they come with like a specific like instructional book for you to look at because they have the the, those cards are usually done by artists um and usually like artist witches who have like something very specific that they want to create same thing for the talisman decks like it's it's all the it's it's the same it's usually the same gist um it's just a different like structure or meaning um i've i haven't seen like a talisman deck before so i mean i could also be 
I'm sure there's like some subtle differences that I'm missing, but generally like they're usually about the same like purpose. Okay. Now they also had tinctures, which my understanding of which is that they were used to cure the plague. Yeah, another uh, another super cool thing about Catland is that they sell different tinctures. So one of them that they're really famous for is like their, um, I believe it's called their like white rabbit tincture, and it's like an anxiety reducing blend that like p- some people swear by. I mean, every single time I've been to the store, they've been out because it just sells so quick, so quickly. Um, <clears throat> they have different like blends that you can take to, you know, promote like astral travel or. Um, they have like a women's blend for your like reproductive system. Um, so yeah, so those are really cool. Obviously you'll want to check with the doctor and make sure that nothing you're going to ingest is going to, uh, interact with any medication that you're taking, but, um, it's really cool. They have, they just have like a shit ton to choose from. I think there's like 12 or 13. Um, and it's really neat that you can like go get that from somewhere here. Yeah. And then also, okay, uh, Jen said to me, oh, look in that corner. There's a bunch of pamphlets. And I said, you mean zines? Because I know a thing or two about zines. But what did you want to say about the quote unquote pamphlets? Well, what do you know about zines? That's interesting to me. How do you know things? Because I was in, I think, nine, no, maybe 10th or 11th grade or senior year. I don't know, of high school. And my friend at the time wanted to create, (laughs) subtle shade, wanted to create a zine. So that's how I found out about it. Basically, zines are originally from the 90s. They are magazines um, created like, created for the people, by the people, like very specific um, themes poetry stuff like that yeah um so one of the like coolest traditions of witchcraft for me is um the history of women spreading like information for women in a time where women weren't allowed to have information um so in the 1970s, um, when the medical industry was still predominantly male-dominated um, and women were being actively discouraged, I mean, women are still super discouraged from taking a role in their healthcare experience in this country, um, but in the 70s, it was much, much worse. Um, and so a, like, a zine was released called Witches, Nurses, Midwives, And it was spread, like, everywhere. It was spread colloquially throughout, like, the New York City, like, feminist groups. Like, and it was the first of its kind that, like, dissented the patriarchal medical structure and gave women, like, practical um, access and gave women, like, practical help and advice from other women about their reproductive care and gave, like, this wonderful history of, like, witchcraft and midwifery um, and really, like grassroots style like explained how like the patriarchal medical system came to be and how it's negatively impacting women so what catland has done which is in 
you know, continues this tradition of like women giving like sacred and secret information to other women. Um, they have this whole section of, um, zines and it's just, I mean, it's like, you know, there's, there's reproductive like little pamphlets and stuff there. there, There's just a shit ton of things that are sort of independently published and printed. Um, and so I think it's really great that there's, uh, that somewhere is like continuing this, you know, fantastic, rich tradition. That's great. You've never read any of them? Um, I read, I believe it's called, like, Wildflowers. I, it was one about, like, um, reproductive health care. It had a bunch of, like, different herbs and stuff for you to try. Some, I guess, controversial things about how to, like, uh, like, what herbs could facilitate an abortion if you didn't have access to traditional medical abortion care. Well, I guess that's kind of silly that I said it that way, because traditional abortion care would be go into a witch to get some herbs but but you know main street medical care okay um that is interesting so last but not least i was in the store and i said to jen why is there so much scorpio merchandising everywhere but i never see like any other astrological signs called out in such a way because i was at another store um in union square the other day and they had a bunch of like pins but the only pins and like stuff that they had was about scorpios well i mean i think you could look at that as one of two ways the first way being either i I don't think anyone is like i'm just gonna buy scorpio related paraphernalia (laughs) And, because uh, that's not smart business, right? Because, like, I mean, the people, like, <laughs> like, birthdays are, like, gen- pretty evenly distributed between, like, the 12 signs of the Zodiac. So, it could mean that Scorpios just don't buy Zodiac pins or Zodiac-themed things. Um, it could also be that, that they just didn't, I-, I really don't think it's, like, a, it's a conspiracy. <laughs> Yeah, I really don't think it is, though. I think it's I think it's just uh, I think that's just sort of how I guess things sold out. Um, I don't I don't know. I think I don't know. I guess it would be interesting to study, like, which sign is most interested in buying paraphernalia related to their sign. Um, Well, can I make it? Can I make a guess? Sure. Uh, I would say cancers. Probably cancers aren't usually a proud bunch because we I'm a very proud cancer, but I think a lot of cancers are shy about it because they don't like being called crybabies. I think it's actually probably just like on axe and like just sort of how the the cards fell. Um, But if you want to believe it's a Scorpio conspiracy, I mean, no one's really stopping you. Um, I was curious to see. um, Did you like look at the altar space and like, what did you think? Were you surprised? Were you shook? You know, I didn't really look at it until we were checking out, so I didn't, like, get the time to, like, take it in in full, but I don't think I was shook because it was just a lot of Buddhist gods, right? All right, you tell me what I saw. (laughs) No, I just think it's interesting because, like, Namaste Bookshop is so non-denominational and non-specific that, like, there's no real... You mean Catlin? No, I'm talking about... Like, there's, like, Namaste, like, it's so non-denominational that there's, like, no real, like... Uh, like alt there's just nothing like 
there's no like altar there's no they just sell a bunch of stuff right whereas catland has like a full like altar set up in in their shop um and it's really cool you can't take they, they ask that there's like no photography and don't touch anything um it was definitely not a lot of buddhist stuff there were there were like different like archetypes represented um, I just thought it was interesting, um, and I thought it was something that's pretty unique, again, to Catland, because I, I think what's cool about it is it's, like, I just feel like Catland feels, to me, like, a really, like, functional, practical witch shop, you know, whereas, like, some other, some other places don't necessarily feel like they have the heart behind it to me, but that was just my two cents. I thought you might find it interesting. Wait, you said there's a lot of architecture in the archetypes? Oh, I'm sorry. Archetypes of what? Um, so one of the ways that you can set up like um, a pagan altar is uh, so like in the same way that there's like book archetypes like the fallen hero or the warrior goddess, right? Those can be represented in an altar. I actually don't. I feel it feels weird to comment on like what their altar was trying to say when I don't actually know, but I I just felt like I saw a lot of like archetypical in, uh, imagery there. So yeah, but you can so like you can set up like an altar to like a specific archetype if you identify with that. They also there was like a lot of money on the ground as an offering. Mm-hmm. Yep, offering attracting same kind of thing. Yeah. Interesting. Um, and last, last but not least, uh, there were no cats anywhere. I mean, cats are, I, I feel like it's more of a metaphorical cat, right? Cats are a witch's best friend. Um, and cats are have always been a symbol associated with witchcraft and the divine feminine. All cats or just black cats? I think all cats. Black cats specifically, especially. I'm sure we could look up... We should check their homepage and see if they say anything about their name. You know what's sad that I discovered recently is that pets that are um, all black, like black cats or black dogs, um, don't get adopted as much because of the fact that it is harder to distinguish their features in their face. And so it's harder to, like, see, quote-unquote, emotions in their face. So they don't get adopted as much. Well, I also think black cats are considered bad luck because of their association with witchcraft. Yeah. Again, there's that patriarchy. Um, so, Vic, overall, would you go back? I mean, here's the deal. Like, yes, I would go back because I thought I was going to be scared and the man looked scary. But then, you know, you can't judge a book by its cover. He turned out to be a very lovely man. Um, he did swear, which I was a little shook by. Um, just because I've never seen a person at a cash register swear before. <laughs> Jen is laughing so hard right now, but I feel like it's true. Think about it. Like, you don't go to the grocery store and they're like, oh, that's not what this man sounded like. <laughs> anyway, um, I would go back, but there is a caveat. I don't think it's somewhere that I would spend my money just because um, it's a limited resource at the moment. <laughs> Well, it sounds like you have no interest in doing witchcraft, so why would you spend money on the things to do witchcraft? I almost bought a ring because I love, I do like rings, but um, they were rings like made out of, I guess, stone? I don't know. Um, but they were uh, not exactly my style. I'm more of a metal ring person. But the rings were only three bucks. That's what I'm talking about, people. Like, this is a steel bargain store. Would you... Would you take a class there? 
shut up what kind well we there's like a lot of different kinds we could do like a niche specific class like um like a sex and color magic class or we could do like a beginner witch 101 class they also do like a yoga for witches class that i've been looking at like you take yoga yeah in their room with i assume there's like probably a lot of witchy in corporate room i don't know that you the door to the room where they hold classes was closed oh i just saw the area that was like employees only and something was printing for like a long time yeah that's just the back of the store (laughs) um but do you think would you would you take a magic class there well i'd have to be interested in the subject because i wouldn't want to be bored for two hours sure (laughs) but maybe that could be something that we do for the podcast another field trip Woo! yeah so let us know if you like these field trip sort of things that we got going on um yes and you can reach us on instagram at my roommates a witch yes start dropping us questions because i think we're gonna do a little q a very very soon um yeah just like dm us the questions on instagram yeah or comment on literally any of our photos yep all right well spook you later (laughs) i hate it already (laughs) i'm jen and i'm vic and And that's that's the spook i hate it already (laughs) listen the fries are just a vehicle for the ketchup basically i love ketchup so much she's eating sweet potato fries with ketchup like that is just not okay tell us in the comments below if you like sweet potato fries what are you supposed to eat them with? By themselves. I think the only way to make a sweet potato fry more gross is to put them in ketchup. You're just wrong. Okay. <laughs>